The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP, the best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo with big data and real-time and predictive analytics from the consumer to the enterprise. Learn how to help your organization move in exciting new directions. Here's your host, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome and welcome to the debut of our new series, Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP Radio. I am Bonnie D. Graham, thrilled to be here. We're now on the air three days a week here on the Voice America World Talk Radio Business Channel, and it's getting to feel like home here, so let's get started. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, Technology Startups. Let's talk about it. Certain entrepreneurs and their new companies just soar to success way into the clouds from the get-go. Others, not so fast or not so much at all. Let me read you some statistics here. According to a July 2013 survey reported at statisticbrain.com, I like that URL, I wish I had bought it, a mere 37% of information industry startups are still operating four years after their launch. Hmm, not very encouraging. So to kick off this new series, Startup Focus with Game Changers, we're going to explore the critical factors that make a startup think, I'm putting quotes around the word, think it is really unique, and big quotes around unique, and think that it's really primed for stardom, stardom in what we know is the highly competitive startup world. There's a lot to consider from the time somebody has a gleam in their brain about putting together a company, and then they go out and get money, then they recruit a team, then they write rules and regulations and policies, then they develop a product or a service, then they have a grand opening and they announce it to the world, and then they wait for the customers to line up at the door or the portal. What makes the winners separate from the not-so-much winners? I have a panel of three very, very smart experts. They really know their stuff when it comes to startups. Let me tell you, they sent me some interesting quotes, and we're going to ask them to explain their quotes in just a few minutes. Starting off is a return guest on SAP Radio. His name is Frank Vrabel. He is the founder of Semantic Visions. We'll find out more about his company. He sent me a quote from none other than Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. I studied Saint-Exupéry in school when I took a lot of French in high school. But I'm going to read you the English version just to be safe. True happiness comes from the joy of deeds well done, the zest of creating things new. We'll be talking to Frank and how that goes right to our topic of why this startup now. Also joining us today, a new guest on SAP Radio is Marty Paco from Centerity. He sent me an Albert Einstein quote. We're in really good company today. And the quote is, the important thing is not to stop questioning. 
Curiosity has its own reason for existing. Love that quote. Marty will tell us more in a few minutes. Rounding out the panel is an old friend of mine from SAP, Manju Banzal. Manju is here on the startup startup uh, bailiwick today, and he is quoting Aesop from Aesop's Fables. Interestingly enough, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, Albert Einstein, and Aesop all start with the letter A, in case you haven't checked your spelling in a while. But Manju says, when all is said and done, there is more said than done. Hmm, I know how that applies. So join us for an hour of their very informed insights on why this startup now. Please join me on Twitter. I'm at hashtag SAP Radio. I know you can spell that. And now it's time for me to tell you who my guests really are. So we'll start with Frank Vrabel. He's a serial entrepreneur with Silicon Valley experience. And he's the CEO of Prague-based startup Semantic Visions. That's actually where he's calling from today. His company runs an unparalleled SAP HANA-based web mining system, providing an unprecedented view of what's going on in the world at any moment. How? By seamlessly analyzing unstructured content. Let me give you some numbers. They maximize 500 million documents and 25 billion metadata elements. I'll tell you just one more thing about Frank. He's a world-class mountaineer and extreme skier. He has provided strategic advice for cubic defense. He has led a 40,000-strong Czech government organization, and he deals with business and political leaders in more than 25 countries. Welcome back, Frank Vrabel. Welcome to the debut of our new series. How are you, Frank? Hi, Bonnie. Hi, everybody. I'm perfect. Glad. In the perfect wonderful, place. wonderful. What time is it in Prague? Educate me. Uh, it's after 10 o'clock uh, in the evening. So nice of you to join us. Thank you very much, Frank. We have a lot to talk to you about. You're perfect for this show, so I'm so glad you're joining us. Let me now introduce your panelist mate, Marty Peko. He is the COO at Centerity. Marty has over 25 years of tech experience in enterprise software, security, networking, and communications. What does Centerity do? They offer enterprise class IT and BSM monitoring solutions, enabling IT organizations in various markets to simplify all aspects of network management and information flow and, of course, enhance their business performance. Before Centerity, Marty worked as VP of Global Channels for Guardium. I have to read this. Acquired by IBM. He was VP of Global Channel Sales for Network Intelligence, acquired by EMCRSA. He was VP of Business Development for International Sales for Quantum Bridge Communications, acquired by Motorola. He was Corporate Counsel for Geotel Communications, acquired by Cisco. Marty, has anybody acquired you recently? Uh, not yet. I'm overdue. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Is it, when people see you walk in the door, do they say this company is getting ready to be sold or bought for the to the highest bidder? Is that how it works, Marty? Uh, yeah. Sometimes they think that. They think I have I have the golden touch. Let's hope that continues. I think that's great. That's why that's why you're perfect for this panel because we're going to be talking about why this startup now. What does it take to have that golden touch? Thank you for joining me, Marty. By the way, where are you calling from today? I'm in the Boston area, and uh, it's uh, cloudy, sixty degrees, and my family turned on the heat today, which I'm very disappointed about. You're disappointed that they turned it on, or that they had to turn it on. Well, it's a challenge here in the Northeast. You know, you want to keep the heat off as long as possible. It's early October. It's it's not cold enough. I know. I'm on Long Island, and it's a similarly cloudy, 
gray, chilly day, and I turned the air conditioning off. In my building, we have central heat and air, and I don't get to pick which season what comes on. So I'm just wearing a lot of clothes today, so we'll get to that later. But let me get to my third panelist. Manju Banzal is a senior director at SAP. He helps run operations and strategic projects for the SAP Startup Focus Program. That's why you're here, Manju. So happy to have you. The program helps promising startups in the big data, predictive, and real-time analytics space to develop new applications on SAP HANA and accelerate market traction. Uh, prior to SAP, here's one thing I didn't know about you, Manju. He was the founder of ThinkNotes, an innovative content delivery platform that connected consumers, doctors, physicians, and pharmaceutical companies and created personalized content repositories to help consumers manage their unique medical situations. Also, Manju has climbed many peaks in the Himalayas. Some people say Himalayas. You tell me what you prefer. Mm-hmm. And he has biked for thousands of miles around the world. Manju, welcome to SAP Radio. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Good. Where are you calling from today? Lovely San Jose, where the weather is absolutely beautiful. Good. I think you're the winner right now. Frank can't tell the weather because it's 10 o'clock at night in Prague, although he's not telling it, it to us. So, it, Frank, it's raining cats and dogs in Prague. <laughs> Okay, so Manju is the winner on the good weather. Okay, what I want to do now, now that we're all having fun and everybody's relaxed, I want to go back to your wonderful opening quotes. Why don't you each give me about a minute of explanation and how these each relate to our topic, why this startup now. So Frank Vrabel from Semantic Visions, you sent me the Sand Exuberi quote, true happiness comes from the joy of deeds well done, the zest of creating things new. How does that apply to startups, Frank? I think it applies to entirely because, you know, the true motivation of, uh, of most of the entrepreneurs or, or founders of uh, startups, I think, is, is not money, but is uh, the chance or, or the opportunity to create something new. So creating things, inventing uh, new solutions, and exploring new horizons uh, is something that uh, brings people uh, the utmost satisfaction and uh, self-realization. So this is the true reason, and uh, uh, I think uh, the um, the fundament uh, of every single one, because you need a lot of uh, dedication and passion uh, to succeed. Very, very true. I think the word passion really comes into play. It's a big, vast startup network out there, a marketplace. And I think that's what we're going to hear from the other guests as well. We're running out of time. In the first segment, let me turn to Marty Paco from Centerity. Marty, love the Einstein quote. The important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. Talk to me about why this startup, what role does curiosity play in a successful startup? Marty? Well, I think it's a central uh, motivating factor. I, I, I personally need new challenges all the time, and uh, the reason I joined Centerity is this is uh, actually a, a disruptive technology to an old uh, space. It's an old existing space that, that is ripe for disruption. So the challenge here is, is bringing this new technology uh, and challenging the giants and, and getting it to market, and uh, it's it's uh, it's difficult, but uh, it's very, very rewarding, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
Uh, Marty, just quickly, do you when you bring in the word curiosity as its own reason, are we thinking about David and Goliath? Uh, the, the little little David is saying, "Hey, the big guys are out there. They're getting all the money. They're getting all the PR. They're getting all the best talent." And I'm curious, could I topple one of them? Is that it, or is it just I've got a really great solution, a great product, and I want to bring it to market? I'm curious to see if I can do it better. Do you, can, is there a fine line between those two? Do you think? I think it, I think it has aspects of both. Certainly, the developers themselves and the software engineers are looking uh, are probably more at pure pure curiosity. Can they do it? Can they get it done? In my sense, it's more of a business focus. Can I topple one of these giants because they yeah. are controlling the market? They're not necessarily offering the best or technologies, but uh, they're they're occupying space that I want to take over. So the challenge for me and the curiosity is: can I? Can I take on these uh, these other players that are much better resourced than I am, but have weaker technologies? In my opinion. Thank you, Marty. Very, very good points, and that that gets into branding and footprint and all that. We can talk about that later. Manju Banzal, SAP. Let's get you in here before the break. ESIP. I don't know if this was a fable, but I think it's a fabulous quote. Anyway, when all is said and done, there is more said than done. Talk to me, Manju. Relate that to startups, please. You know, Bonnie, in the startup world, it actually is the other way around. You want to get more done and less said. Speed to market, speed to product development, speed to raising money. Even if you know what to do, uh, if you don't deliver on time and do it fast enough, you get run over by the competition. And I think that's really what sums up the, the sort of the emotion or ethos in the startup world, that speed is absolutely critical and therefore let's get it going. Let's get it going. Manju, do you have to, when you counsel startups through the SAP Startup Program, do you have to tell them this more than once? Do you have to, do you read this quote and you say, okay, guys, we're flipping this around. ESIP might have been fabulous and brilliant and all that, but we really need to do the more rather than talk the more. We have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Do you have to remind them that talk can be cheap and, and it can make you go broke if you're not doing what needs to be done? What do you think? You know, the entrepreneurs are really very, very savvy, very focused individuals. But I think it's amazing that sometimes they're so focused on doing what is right for them or what's on their radar screen, they kind of ignore what else we can do to help them. So it's almost like nudging them along to say, hey, I know what you're focused on, but trust me, here's three things that have been hanging in your inbox for the last one week. We've got to get this done too because it will help you, you know, here, here, and here. So it, it sort of works both ways. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You know, I think we've had a really great start here. We're trying to get Michelle in. She's on a Mac and she can't connect to us yet, but we will. Great start to the show. We're talking with Frank Vrabel from Semantic Visions, Marty Paco from Centerity, Manju Banzal from SAP Startup Focus Program. This is the debut of our brand new series, Startup Focus with Game Changers. My three guests certainly are. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're presented by SAP. A lot more. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. How However you're listening to us, by the way, we're live. It's Thursday, October 10th, 2013. What a great way to kick off the fall. We'll be right back after the break with lots more, and I'm going to ask my guests a very tough question. What's in your cup today? Frank, I'm thinking wine maybe. Joel, take us out. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Go back with Frank Rabel, Semantic Visions with Marty Pecos and Terity and Maju Bunzel, SAP. And I'm going to ask my three guests a very tough question. What are you drinking today? So let's find out. That's the part of the show that relates to our flagship series, which is called Coffee Break with Game Changers. So, Frank, you're in Prague, 10 p.m. What is Frank drinking right now? Actually, I'm not drinking wine, as you thought, as you were thinking. (laughs) Uh, but I'm dr- drinking a sage tea because I survived uh, a complicated tooth extraction surgery today. Oh! And, uh, uh, my jaw. But uh, since it's not, it is not too tasty, and it's already pretty light here. So I am sipping. Uh, in addition to it, uh, I'm sipping a uh, rum, Caribbean rum, El Dorado. <laughs> so uh, I knew there I'm was a kicker. Having a wonderful time with you. We're having a wonderful time with you, too. Okay, well, I hope your surgery went well, and thanks for sharing that with us. I don't think we've ever had a rum drinker during the show, so thank you very much, Frank. I'll be thinking of that when I go to dinner tonight. Maybe I'll do the same. Marty Paco, what are you drinking on this not-quite-cold-enough-for-the-heat-but-getting-chilly afternoon in the Northeast? What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking coffee, and I thought of talking about coffee and red wine, maybe a nice mouth back from Argentina, but I have to talk about Bud Bar since we have a uh, Czech guest on. Uh, I've been to Prague a couple of times. It's a great city, and uh, I tried Bud Bar there, and, uh, you know, they're taking on the lion. They uh, they have, have many lawsuits against uh, Budweiser for use of their, their brand, and I see they won a big case in Italy recently, so... Anytime I can stick it to the big guys like Budweiser, uh, pardon me, and pardon my language, I, I have a Bud Bar and uh, enjoy that thoroughly. So that's my well, I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad about your uh, choice. <laughs> you know, we don't we don't consider Budweiser as a beer. We call it in a different way. But since this is a public uh, 
radio, yes, I cannot uh, use it. You're going to be polite. You'll watch your language, yeah. gentlemen, yes. I, but I think we got the message. Thank you for that, Frank. Marty, thanks for your bold drink order here. And Manju, what are you drinking today? I'm almost afraid to ask, but go ahead. Hit me. No, you know, mine is very simple. Camellia sinensis, otherwise known as old-fashioned Darjeeling tea. Oh, mm. how nice. Does, oh, that's lovely. Uh, caffeinated, I assume. Is it a, a, it's a black tea, right? Black tea, uh, first flush, 2013 season from the North Slope. It's a pretty exclusive bunch that I have access to through some family friends who own tea gardens uh, in that part of the world. How lovely, how (laughs) lovely, how lovely. Well, good, that's another thing I didn't know about you. So it's nice to know my my pal from SAP, who I've known for three years, and I'm just getting to know you. So thanks for the information, Manju. So let's kick off right now our roundtable segment, which will be the rest of the segment and then the entire next segment after the halfway break. I'm going to start with Frank Vrabel from Semantic Visions. Frank, in my intro, I talked about all of the components that go into getting a startup off the ground and hopefully off the ground. And I also talked about getting them soaring into the into the sky, into the clouds, into the big time. Uh, we alluded with, we talked with Marty about uh, the, the David and Goliath, not the complex, but what do you need to do to kick the big guys and say, hey, move over, there's room for me and my brand. And one of the things I mentioned, Frank, was building a team. Why don't we talk about your experience a little bit with Semantic Vision? Just give me a minute or two, and then I'm going to ask Marty to come in and talk about Centerity. Uh, the, the value of building the right team, how important is that as a foundational building block, Frank, to really getting things going right? Talk to me. I think it's, uh, it's absolutely essential because uh, – the, the team, uh, you cannot create things, uh, or big things, uh, just by your own, even if you would be a genius. Um, and building the team, the, the most important thing in my experience is sharing, communicating your vision with, uh, with all the members, with all the members' team. And um, I would say also infecting them with your passion. This, this is critical, absolutely critical, because... Passion and dedication is, uh, uh, or entrepreneurship is about passion and dedication. The, the a- lesson that I've learned so far yes. is that you, you can buy knowledge and experience. You can hire if you have enough of money. If you raise enough of money or you have uh, your own money, uh, you can buy knowledge and experience. But uh, the thing that you cannot buy is a creative team spirit. And, uh, you know, creating this team spirit is a, is a key role uh, of a founder. At least this is my, this is, this is my experience. Frank, thank you for that. And I know you sent me another quote from Santa Exupery. Let me just read this quickly because it goes to what you just said. The quote is, if you want to build a ship, don't herd people together to collect wood and do not assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. That's what you're talking about, right? The passion, the vision, the shared goals Absolutely. together, that, that excitement. Very, very important. Marty Peko. Talk to me, Centerity, what do you observe in terms of the value of building the right team, getting the right people, getting that passion? What have you found in all of the companies you've worked for, you've helped to build? Tell us what your experience is. 
Well, you certainly need the right team. You need the right individuals. I mean, you're, you don't have the luxury of having 10 people to do one function and then just picking off the, the product of one of those or two of those. Uh, you really only really have one person in each function. So you're absolutely right. You've got to have the right team members. Uh, but I think also, too, the team members have to have a real sense of urgency about whatever they do. Uh, time to value is extremely important in my mind. You have to be able to deliver value either to your clients or to someone very, very quickly in order to earn your salt. And you don't have the luxury of waiting forever to get it done. I mean, everything is happening at inter- Internet speed now, and it's happening faster and faster all the time. So being able to deliver value extremely quickly uh, is really, really key in my mind uh, because organizations drift very, very quickly. They have very short attention spans, and they're only getting shorter. So getting to value quickly and identifying those projects that are going to deliver that value is key. Marty, you sent me a bunch of what I call slogans in, in your notes for the show, things you'd like to cover. And I want to add another word to what we're discussing about why to start up now and what it takes to really get going. We talked about passion, shared vision, goals, excitement, being willing to say, big guys, move over. I'm here. We're here. We have something to add. And we might even be able to do it really better than you are. But one of the points you sent me, Marty, I'd like you to bring this up before we bring Manju into the conversation, is a sense of of destiny. And you say Centerity, for example, has a sense of destiny and that we're truly seeking to transform a large industry, which is monitoring, that's been stagnant for some time. So you're talking about being that agent of bringing something really important, something different, something better to a specific industry or marketplace. Talk to me about that sense of destiny. How does the founder share that? That's even, to me, that's bigger than passion. Destiny is something that's really visionary. What's your kind concept of that, please, Marty. I, my concept is, uh, I, again, what my, what my companies have been successful in the past is really developing those next generation platforms uh, as opposed to individual tools and, and really delivering sort of very, very broad concepts to the marketplace. So what we're doing is revisiting, again, as you mentioned, as I mentioned to you, a stagnant technology that's real mm-hmm. ripe for disruption. So we're trying to be change agents, uh, and, and you have to have a sense that you can actually do it and you can fight through all the battles that need to be fought through. It's not easy. Uh, it's full of landmines, and it's all set up to make you fail. You know, startups, a lot of them fail, as your stats say at the beginning. But you have to be able to mm-hmm. fight through that, have confidence in yourself, confidence in your concept, and see that goal, see that glimmer of light way in the distance and be able to keep charging forward as fast as you possibly can. Marty, I'm not going to ask you now, but I'd like my entire panel to think about this for later in the show. Perhaps at the very end of the next segment of Roundtable, when do you know, how do you know if and when to pull the plug on a startup? But we're not going to do the doom and gloom right now. I'm just going to keep keep this uh, this prosperity goal, this we can do it, this can do attitude. Let's keep that up in the air a little longer. Thank you, Marty. Manju, I want you to chime in here. Before we get into the technology part, cloud is a game changer. I know you want to talk about that, but please, Manju, comment on what Marty has said, what Frank has said. You work with startups. This is what you do at SAP. You're part of what we call the SAP Startup Focus Program. What do you see, Manju? Do you see this sense of destiny? Is it something that people come in as a team or just the leader? Do you see this passion, this excitement, this can-do? What's the reality check for the people who come through your door, Manju? I think the body that at the end of the day, what it comes down to is obviously not only having a founder who has a very clear vision and a sense of where he wants to take his company, 
But also, does he have the right team to make it happen? Clearly, there's only so much an individual can do. And unless you have the right team to work with you and deliver on the incredible results and the vision you've set for yourself, it's not going to happen. Not only that, but in the evolutionary curve of every startup, so many pivots happen. You start out a journey thinking you will do this, and X number of weeks or months out, you realize that's not going to happen. But if you have the right team on your side, you can pivot very quickly and do all kinds of things. And um, if you layer onto that things you can't really control but that are there and probably getting stronger as an influence every day, globalization. You know, startups in Bangalore or Tel Aviv are just as potent as the ones in the valley here. If you look at regulatory changes, you know, Obamacare, for example, has opened up a Pandora box for uh, healthcare opportunities, no matter what your political persuasion, doesn't matter. Or if you look at, uh, you know, for example, amazing global trends that really all of us in some sense are helpless as human beings. You know, climate change. Things are going to happen. They will yield opportunities. Do you have the right vision and the right team to make it happen? I think those are the kinds of gestalt kind of things that we take a look at and realize, oh, my Lord, this guy is sitting on a gold mine. He is the guy we want to bring into our startup program. Ah, I was going to ask you, you know, eventually we're going to talk a little bit about predictive analytics somewhere in this conversation today. Manju, are you a betting man? Can you actually look at a startup walking in the door, accepting into the program, and after six months or so say, nah, not going to happen, or wow, did we pick a good one? Do you have that keen eye yet? You want to tell us, or you don't have to, Manju? What do you think? <laughs> Bonnie, if I had that magic eye, you know, I would be here. <laughs> Thank you for that. But to answer your question, you know, yes. they, uh, I, would, I think the flip is more true. You can see the guys whom you think will absolutely make it because they have so much conviction and so much mm-hmm. power and so much clarity in what they're doing, what they're talking, what they're proposing, that you're like, this guy will make something of himself. It's almost like when you meet a kid in high school. You know, everybody scores well. They all have good GMAT and SAT scores, whatever else. But a couple of kids like, I like that kid because you know what? There's something about him that I can't really explain, but he will do well in life. And it's sort of a similar analogy here. I like it a lot. You know what, Manju, you've successfully taken me up to the break with a big smile on my face here, so thank you for that. <laughs> I'm Bonnie DeGram. I think we're having a very good time here. This is the debut edition of our third weekly series here on World Talk Voice America Radio. We call ourselves Startup Focus with Game Changers. If you have a gleam in your eye, if somebody you know, family, friend, foe, boss, anybody is thinking of doing a startup, thinking of getting that money together and getting the team and saying, yes, yes, Goliath, there's a David coming down the pike. You want to listen to this series. We're going to be on the air for 13 weeks. You're going to hear everything about startups. So mark your calendar. We're on Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, where I am, and 1 p.m. Pacific. We'll be right back after the break talking more to Frank Rabel from Semantic Visions, Marty Peko from Sincerity, Manju Banzal from SAP. And I'm going to ask them more about How did they know their startup was going to be successful? Why this startup now is our topic, and who knows the answer to that? We'll be right back. Joel, take us out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. Here we are, and we're talking about why this startup now. And I want to really deep dive into this topic question for our debut show on Startup Focus with Game Changers presented by SAP. So, Frank Vrabel, you made a comment to me before the show that I think is very telling. You said, since nobody has offered me a creative and meaningful enough job, I had no other option but to create my own opportunity. And then you added beautiful prose, Frank, a blue ocean into which I pour water of my thoughts and aspirations. I'm going to swoon. I don't even have the rum in front of me, Frank, and I'm swooning already. <laughs> so we have a poet here. Frank, talk to me. And then I want Marty Peko at Sincerity and SAP's Manju Bonzal to join in. How do you know that the market has a spot for whatever you think that creative, meaningful opportunity is going to be? How do you gauge? You know, it's great. We talked about the team and the money and the passion, the destiny. But how do you know that you can actually spread that that tight market apart if it's already packed and say, yes, there's a place for my company at the table at the marketplace? Talk to me, Frank. So in my case, uh, the reasons uh, there were three reasons for uh, for the for the decision to to found semantic visions and and uh, try uh, try to succeed, the first was that uh, <clears throat> was the existence of big data, or I mm-hmm. would rather say the existence of the buzzword big data, because the big data uh, were here of course before, but the good thing or uh, was that uh, business customers finally. Uh, started to to want to get more out of the big data they, that is available. And uh, this relates uh, to the second point or to the second reason, uh, which is that uh, <clears throat> they started to realize the potential of uh, automatic understanding of text. In other words, it's, it's called semantic analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there is much... Uh, 
the prevailing part of data is uh, unstructured. So this was the second reason. And the third reason uh, was that uh, we've got... Uh, uh, we've got a new tech, completely new technology, uh, Subhana, which is an in-memory computing uh, sort mm-hmm. of technology. And this is, this is the thing. This is a piece of technology that was missing before. Um, and and uh, in, in my view, uh, it is a, is a technology or solution enabler. It's some sort of... Uh, of uh, um, uh, of uh, uh, you know the stone which is on the top of an of an arch, um, and this uh, enables uh, to this enabled Sabhana enabled uh, our solution happen. So there were there were three reasons uh, for that, uh, which brought me uh, to the idea of uh, founding Semantic Visions. Frank, one question before Marty jumps in here. I know Marty's ready to, to talk about this as well from the perspective of Centerity. But, Frank, what about agility? Now, I, I think we all have a vision that a startup is small. We all have this view that it's small, that it's flexible, that it has a strong, passionate leader, that everybody's willing to do the right thing, and whether it's a democratic process or not. And the agility is, wow, there's this new technology. It's in memory. Wow. We can jump on that bandwagon now because we don't have a thousand employees. We're not in 12 countries. We don't have layers and layers and layers of management and IT people who have to be convinced and coaxed and cajoled and trained. We can hit the ground literally running with new technology. Do you find that was something that was very powerful for your company? Yes, absolutely. The agility of a small company is, uh, is a crucial thing. Because I cannot, I cannot imagine that uh, uh, things like we do could be done in a big company. Okay, good. I wanted to make that point. Marty Peko from Centerity. I want you to talk to the same points Frank did, but I also want to go back to something we do. I keep talking about, the David and Goliath paradigm. Marty, challenging the status quo. But first talk to me. What about agility? What about that we can do it because we're so new and agile and so small and so focused that we can adopt, master, and go out and conquer quickly with something new. Talk to me. Well, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, you've got to be able to uh, pivot, you know, into the marketplace, you know, go to your mm-hmm. customers to ask them questions and actually solve problems that they really have. So you mentioned about when do you know you have it or when do you, when yes. do you really know you're going to be successful. It's really all about customer validation. But you go to the customers, you know, you have a vision, uh, but the customers are going to change that vision on you, at least somewhat. So you've got to be able to adapt. You've got to be a good listener. You've got to hear what they're saying and then adapt very, very quickly. And with small teams, you can do that. With big teams, you just simply can't. There's many, many layers of organ- organizational layers. There's lots of checks mm-hmm. and balances. You know, in a small company, you just go down the hall and say, we're going in another direction. And that's a great feeling. You know, I, we can pivot in, a, in minutes, uh, whereas big companies probably never. So, uh, so it's a great thing to do, but ultimately, uh, you have to be able to go to, go to the market, get those first couple of key customers, listen to what they're saying, you know, treat them right because they're pioneer customers, do the things that they want to do, and they will actually tell you what you need to do to be successful. 
Very interesting. I, w- I want to go now to your point about challenge the status quo. I want to read something you sent me before the show, Marty. I think it's a great quote, and then we can talk about that for a second. And Manju, I know, is waiting to chime in here. Too many people are passive and accept that the way things are is the way they always will be. At Centerity, we see the status quo as negative inertia that needs to be changed to improve productivity. It's difficult to be a disruptive agent. But this is our mission. We haven't really talked about disruption. There has to be that willingness to disrupt the status quo and the market and the way people think and sometimes the way customers think, even though they're giving you that feedback, Marty, and it sounds like an interactive loop. sounds like you have to really be the ones to say, no, we're not going to keep doing it the same way. We're not just another same old Me Too player. We're bringing something new to the table. How do you present that to these prospective customers, Marty? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's hard to do. I think from a personal perspective, you just have to trust yourself and have faith in what you're doing. I mean, right, you're going to get a lot of no's. Every startup is going to get a lot of no's, and you have to be able to just push through it and be confident in yourself that there's a real problem. You've identified the problem. You understand what it is, and you're going to push through it. Yes, you, you have to be able to listen to the market and be, uh, be able to react, but you have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. Uh, at first because you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get shut down. This isn't right. The product isn't right. The product isn't fast enough. You're addressing the wrong market. Uh, you've got to be able to be persistent and, and push through it. So I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think I always, again, those no's are really what excite me. A lot of people say that sales, uh-huh. sales it really begins when you hear no. You know, the, that, that's when you start to smell, when you get a no. So that's what, <laughs> that's what gets my blood boiling. Once you hear that no, there's nothing worse than hearing no. And that's when you really have to get up and, and pull yourself up and get moving. That's really exciting. Manju, chime in on this. You're hearing a lot of buzzwords flying around here in terms of how do you know the time is right for whatever disruptive thing you're going to present to the market. You see it every day. What do you see in terms of the, the timing? Do you see co- companies coming in the door to SAP Startup Focus Program and you look at them and you say, brilliant idea, but ah, market's not right, or do you just let it go? What do you say? You know, I have a slightly different perspective than both these two gentlemen, please. <laughs> if I may. Yes, One, please. I think um, large companies that are very traditionally structured and which may be ossified in their construct, I think behave exactly the way that, uh, that Marty and Frank mentioned. But if you look at a lot of the innovation that has actually happened in the world, has indeed come from large companies. You know, IBM research with the uh, one thing I know for sure is the barcode scanner. If you look at GE with all their amazing healthcare devices, I mean, HANA came out from SAP. It didn't come from the traditional old legacy SAP, if you will. Mm-hmm. It came from a startup-like, a startup-centric organization within the larger company. So absolutely right. But I think if you can match the financial stability and power and influence of a larger company with the fire in the belly that startups have uh, yes. in the, with them, I think that is an incredibly important combination. I mean, no questions about it. So when these people I come in the be, door... Go ahead. Yes, who's that? Uh, this is Frank. Uh, go ahead, Frank. I would agree with, with, uh, with um, Manju because, uh, you know, Creating really big things like uh, HANA or uh, or other big technology um, or other big technology, you need a lot of money, uh, and it is extremely difficult to raise money um, uh, between the VCs uh, for technology. Everybody is happy about uh, 
to invest uh, to an application uh, to an app uh, which will uh, which will uh, bring uh, profit uh, in six months or in 12 months at the latest but uh, creating a new big piece of technology like HANA and in our case we built a huge a big the biggest uh, semantic ontology in the world it it takes so much time and it is extremely expensive and it is extremely difficult to raise money on this uh, from from VCs. It's almost impossible to be open with it. Very interesting. That will be one of our topics further down in the series, by the way, Frank. Thanks for bringing that up. It sounds like there are two types of disruption. One is, hey, we want to disrupt the marketplace. And the other is, damn, we're disrupting our lives and everything we believe in and maybe our security because we want to be, as Marty put it, that disruptive agent. Guess what? I'm going to disrupt the conversation right now because we're at our final break. You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers presented by SAP. Great panel, lots of energy, lots of interesting back and forth. Appreciate all of the interplay. Frank Vrabel, Semantic Visions, Marty Paco, Sinterity, Maju Banzal, SAP. We're going to come back with our special closing segment called The Crystal Ball. Guess what? My three guests are going to look ahead, if they can, all the way to 2018. Maybe not. They own the crystal ball, they'll tell me. And talk about the types of startups that will be launching strong in 2018, if they can. So, guys, get out that polishing cloth, get out that chamois, get out that old silk scarf, go in the garage, find the crystal ball, polish it off, and come back. We're going to take our final break. Don't even think of touching that app, that dial, that mouse. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're here on SAP Radio. We'll be right back. Joel, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. In today's globalized world, the competition for customers and marketplace has never been fiercer. Emerging technologies, especially those like big data, can help level the playing field and enable everyone from established enterprises to nimble startups to radically change the status quo. The bottom line, if you embrace technology, you can innovate your way to success. Big data is changing the way we live our lives and do business. Learn how with Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. With new companies like yours competing aggressively for top customers, your strategies and tools must level the playing field and position you well against your larger adversaries. Today, you are faced with global competition for both customers and talent that will drive your business. The bottom line, you need to define what's going to set you apart, and you need to embrace innovation in every facet of your company and your brand. Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Startup Focus with Game Changers. 
Here we are, and on our debut of this brand-new 13-week series called Startup Focus with Game Changers, we're honing in on a very key question. Why this startup now? My guests have been noodling over this topic for 45 minutes now. We're going to find out what they see ahead, maybe five years in their own individual crystal ball in terms of what will be happening with the startups that actually are going to be having a chance to be successful, who will have the destiny, the vision, the passion, the smarts, the team, the funding. That's a whole other show. So let's kick off our prediction segment with Frank Vrabel from Semantic Visions. Frank, what do you see? Money, if you don't mind, uh, let me give you a comment on on your previous um, <clears throat> thought or information that sure. just 37% of startups are still operating after four years. Uh, since I spent uh, some time in Silicon Valley, I heard a completely different number. And I heard that uh, the probability ratio of a big success is, uh, uh, is fa- 1 to 500 or 1 to 1,000. So just one company out of 1,000 startups truly succeeds and, and, and gr- achieves uh, great success. Wow, so, I don't know. Is that is that good? Does that mean that it's really honing in that the market is very selective, or does that mean, damn, you really have to have nerves of steel and a pocketbook that has no bottom in it in order to do this? It's a is it a daring kind of a thing, Frank? Or do we don't want to discourage startup energy? Do we really? Uh, you know, no. knowing this information, uh, you need a you you need a, a truly. Uh, great uh, confidence in what you're doing. And I think that uh, all, uh, all the guys that are on your show today, they have it. Yes. But uh, let, me, uh, let me answer your question about uh, what we will discuss in, the, uh, in 2018 or so. Sure. I think that we'll discuss uh, the same things as today. We'll discuss about, we'll discuss about entrepreneurial spirit, We'll talk again about passion and dedication, perseverance and stamina. And we'll discuss again about creativity as a source of ultimate satisfaction. So let me provide you with just this general answer because it is very hard to predict what will, uh, what will happen in the technology field, but the, but the fundamentals will remain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much, Frank. I appreciate that. And, and, you know, the statistic I read, which admittedly came from, I just put in on Google, and that's what I got. I got statisticbrain.com. It sounds suspect just from the name of the, the website. They do, by the way, I should have validated. The source is Entrepreneur Weekly, Small Business Development Center at Bradley University. I don't know where that is. And the University of Tennessee Research. So it sounds like they, they had some uh, feet on the ground in terms of doing the research. But if you think about it, I've just asked my panel to look ahead five years. Now, this research says, good, bad, or ugly, it says only 37% of information industry startups are still operating four years after launch. So if they're right, that means that 63% of companies starting today won't even be around by 2018. I don't know. That's a lot of water under the bridge, and that's a lot of dashed dreams. But anyway, so it goes. So let's turn to Marty Peco. Centerity. Marty, how clear is the crystal ball? Is it blue skies ahead five years, or do you want to go closer to the current time and give me your predictions for what startups will have a chance of making it? Can you see that far ahead? 
yes, I, I can uh, a little bit anyway. I, I know that uh, I know that uh, you know the number of devices that uh, IP devices is growing exponentially. It's just increasing predominantly every single year. So that means that there are many, many more devices uh, on the internet and devices within an organization, which adds a lot of uh, a lot of complexity to manage that environment. So what I do see is the need for automation to manage that complexity is going to be huge because you know human intervention is is part of the process, but it can't be all of the parts of process. So I see people that have tools and automation are going to be really, really uh, very, very successful. Uh, in terms of that expansion also, I do see the uh, the threat surface because there are so many more devices connected to an organization. Uh, the threat surface has expanded tremendously. So there is no more perimeter of security. So I see security as being a huge uh, opportunity in the future. You know, you look at, like, bringing your own devices to uh, into an organization. Those present even more security risks. So I see the number of devices coming in as being more complex to manage, also security issues coming into fold and uh, being able to deal with that. Ultimately, I also see that, you know, business intelligence and, you know, technologies like SAP HANA are essential in order to manage all that data or just, uh, you know, present a solution that is timely in real time so you can address that threat or address those needs, uh, management needs of a complex environment. So I think automation, security, and more BI is really going to continue to grow exponentially. That's good news. And, you know, I think we're going to have a little time left over after Manju's predictions. I'm going to go back and ask Frank where he sees semantic visions will be in five years. And, Marty, I'll ask you at that point where Sinterity will be in five years. I think you'll be able to tell me easily. Manju Bansal, SAP. Who's going to be walking in the door of your startup program in five years? Will you have as many contenders for those prized spots on the startup success horizon? Or will things be different in five years? What do you think, Manju? You know, I have a, my take is, I think just building on uh, the point uh, Marty made, it's not just devices. If you go to sensors, I think we will be in five years in a fairly decent, full-fledged sensor-driven economy. So you will have sensors that are basically everywhere, humidity, traffic, weather, all kinds of stuff. And they will be feeding data live into millions and millions of, of devices and other you know, servers. Being able to track all that and run the analytics and make the right business and policy decisions, I think will be a humongous area of investment. And guys who can do that and narrow down the right niche to focus on, I think will absolutely be the winners. That's the first bucket, at least in my crystal ball. The second one, I think, which will be what I call the geographic uh, pivot, which is doesn't matter what you do. Even if you're selling books on the Internet, to use an extreme example, which is so circa 1992 or 94, um, if you're in, in India, Brazil, China, wherever else, you will have local startups that completely understand the market exponentially better than Amazon ever could, for example. So there's a company in India, for example, called Flipkart. They have a valuation of a billion and a half U.S. dollars, which is um, more than the combined valuation of several well-known companies, including Unilever in India. Mm. And the reason for that is because they have figured out how to make the emerging Indian middle class buy online and stick with what they're doing. So that's sort of where Amazon was, whatever, 15 years ago. And you could argue... Why wouldn't just Amazon show up and say Amazon.in? Yes, they will eventually get there, but having a local insider who knows the market, the players, and the behavior, I think is also an area where opportunity will continue to exist. So those are sort of two of my 
predictions, the sensor-driven economy and local players, no matter how sort of, you know, traditional they might be. Terrific advice. Thank you, Majo. I'm taking notes here. The buyers, the players, the market, and local. We talk about sometimes subsidiaries on the show. We talk about global, the global local, but having that local flavor, that local insight, that local market knowledge can be a gem. Wonderful. You know what? I've got one minute to go. I need it, but quickly. Centerity, Marty, where will it be in five years? Quick. Well, we'll be gone long before that. My average is the average time in any company is between three and four years, so I figure we got about two years to go before we get acquired. You got to come back on the show when you're in your next in your next incarnation, Marty Paco. Thank you. And Frank Rabel from Semantic Visions. Where will Semantic Visions be in five years? Quick, Frank. I think that we will be acquired uh, as well in five years' time, at least uh, at least. Very. Very interesting. Okay, so much more. By the way, yesterday on Coffee Break with Game Changers, I interviewed, had the privilege of interviewing Michael Glidman, the CIO of the NBA, National Basketball Association, and we talked about sensors, Maju. We talked about what's happening in terms of real-time sports analysis and the fan experience and what's going to be happening on the court and on the ball and all that. Very good show. I'll send you the link later. So, time for my predictions. Easy. I wrote them down. Next Tuesday, HR Trends with Game Changers, Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, October 15th. Talent recruiting, best practices. I think that applies to startups, too. Wednesday, October 16th, Coffee Break with Game Changers. Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. CR, corporate responsibility, nice to have or must have, goes way beyond philanthropy, part two. You don't want to miss that. And again, our brand new startup focus with Game Changers. Today's debut, we're doing number two next week, Thursday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, October 17th. Dreaming big, selling to the enterprise. Aha, not to start small and safe, selling to the enterprise. Special thank you to my three debut premier guests. You really held up your end of the bargain. Frank Rabel, lovely to have you back. And go take care of your tooth and have some rum for me. Marty Paco from Centerity. Pleasure to meet you, and thanks, Marty, and enjoy the, the heat. Sorry the family turned it on. Manju, what can I say? You continue to surprise me. You were a joy. Thank you so much. And we have to say a shout-out to Michelle Hickey and Robert. I can't remember. Is it Kapanen or Kapanen? Robert Kapanen. K. and Robert Kapanen. Thank you, Manju. Michelle, a soldier, a true trooper, helped to put this together. She and Robert are the sponsors of the show. Think you're both great. Thanks for all your help. We're rocking and rolling. Malcolm Kimberlin, my co-producer, and Joel and the Business Channel team at Voice America, thanks for doing us proud. And here's my call to action, everyone. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for another edition, actually a week, of SAP Game Changers Radio. See you next Tuesday on HR Trends with Game Changers. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Startup Focus with Game Changers, presented by SAP, the best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. And please join host Bonnie D. Graham again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 